First of all, he didn't go to Japan and put up Yamamoto numbers either, by the way. Now, well, you're numbers. not paying him 300 mil either. A- and he hadn't pitched for a year and a half. So, I mean, he had to get back into it. He was learning new pitches, okay. as he said. Do you he th- got stronger. He put more velocity on his fastball. All those things. I mean, it's it's repeated. It's repetition that gets you good at what you're doing. And when you don't do it for a while, at least not at a, a competitive nature, it, I mean, you lose it a little bit, Okay, right? who's more reliable? Who would you feel better about next year? Because it's all about next year for the Yankees. I think we've come together on this as a make-or-break year for them. Juan Soto may be here for a year. He may be gone after a year. Who would you feel more confident about giving you those 28 starts and pitching well? Marcus Stroman or Trevor Bauer? Marcus Stroman. I agree with you. So then you agree with me. I agree with you, but I'm just saying I can't fully discount Trevor Bauer. I'm not discounting him. I'm saying I trust Stroman more. I think Stroman's more reliable. And this is away from the -the off-the-field Twitter stuff. (laughs) This is simply... I think Marcus Stroman is more likely to take the baseball 27 times and pitch for the Yankees this year as compared to Trevor Bauer. I mean, Trevor Bauer's career ERA in the postseason also is a full point lower than Stroman, too, which isn't that what it's always all about for the Yankees? Yeah. We're doing I this mean, again. no, but it does matter. Okay, so Bauer hasn't pitched in a while either, just like Stroman in these spots. Evan, the Yankees are building a team right now where you said it yourself. They're all in to win a World Series. I know, but... So why wouldn't I then have the more reliable guy in those big moments? Because what you're doing with the postseason stuff, and not what you did, but what a caller did about the Yankee Stadium stuff, is you're citing things from six years ago. And I think we'd have to agree. Like, does that really matter? Mm. Like, honestly. But how he pitched against the Yankees in 27... Do you think Marcus Stroman can't pitch in the playoffs? Can't? No. Do, you think Do I think Stroman- he's a big-time pitcher in the playoffs? No, he's a very good eatings, uh, in eating center, innings <laughs> eater uh, uh, with high upside. But he kind of is what he is. He's not like some kind of lockdown ace. Yeah. And that's the point. If Marcus Stroman had the talent of Garrett Cole, would I be all about it despite all— Yes. But you- I, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, No, but man. here's the problem with the postseason crap. Because I want to I I dive into this deeper. We go on baseball reference. We see an ERA and say, oh— not good. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman pitched a wild card game and pitched damn well in that wild card game. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean nothing to you? I didn't call him an abomination in the playoffs. I told you Bauer's better in the okay, playoffs. Okay, so you're citing is. from eight years ago a collection of five starts each, essentially, to say that guy's that much better than the other but guy in the postseason? I'm, but if I'm, you're asking me to make a decision between one of the two, yeah, I'm you sorry. Have to, you have to use some sort of, of metric to decide. Yeah, but Tiki, he's using the metrics and twisting it how he wants. No, but Evan. But isn't that what we do with I, every Of course. Stat? And That's by why the stats way, lie to you. That's why I hate stats sometimes. So dismiss the point then. Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched in the major league the last two years, Marcus Stroman did. So if we're using that mindset, then I can't use anything from Trevor Bauer because he hasn't pitched in the major no. leagues. In two- That's what I'm saying to you is what happened more recently matters a hell of a lot more than what happened in 2017. So, that, we're, that's what so then we're double punishing Bauer. Not only for being probably a bad guy with weird sexual tendencies, but also for the fact that he hasn't pitched and we don't have a recent track record. No, I, here's what I can't get past, and you haven't admitted it yet, and I find it to be hypocritical. Yankee fans are still bitter about the fact that Marcus Stroman criticized your team on social media. What's well, a problem. And you know what's funny about his criticisms? Everything he said about the Yankees is exactly what Yankee fans say. They spend a lot of money and they don't win. Brian Cashman's an idiot. Like, basically every opinion Marcus Stroman has ever uttered on social media is the same opinion as Joe Yankee fan. Do you think so? you? Hold on. Do you think right now if I took to Twitter and said Spike Eskin is an idiot, two minutes later I'd be saying, Spike, please hire me? Well, it depends on if you 
deleted that tweet. And then I deleted the tweet, and everybody <laughs> screenshot to set the spike. But I've been putting, no, I'm gonna, please, sign I want, me. I want to answer that question, and I'm going to compliment Brian Cashman. And I'm going to compliment what I think Spike Eskin would do, okay? Brian Cashman said about Marcus Stroman years ago, we thought about acquiring him in 2021, but we were going to use him out of the bullpen, which was an insult to Marcus Stroman. Brian Cashman has been called kind of bad things by Marcus Stroman on social media. And yet Brian Cashman is a bigger man that as he sits here, and Stroman too, as he sits here today, he's willing to sign a guy who's openly criticized him. So as far as our boss is concerned, if you went out there and said Spike Eskin's a schmuck, but then you sent him a really good tape, I believe Spike would make the best programming decision. And he would take his feelings for you and put them aside. And clearly, both Brian Cashman and Marcus Stroman are able to do that because it's best for business. It's best for the Yankees, and it's best for Marcus Stroman. And so if you were so damn good on the radio, despite your constant attacks as Spike, now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about Spike Eskin. Maybe he's a bitter little bad word. I don't know. I kind of think he's bigger than that. Well, I, I also think, think we look past that and say, you know what? Good for business. I'm going to bring you in. I also think he's a better GM than Brian Cashman, so that's neither here nor there. Or maybe, just maybe, Cashman is doing this knowing he's never going to sign Strowman just to make sure Blake Snell's price comes down. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's all about? Let's go to Tommy in West Babylon. Hey, Tommy. What's hey up, guys, Tommy? How are you? What's good. up? Good. I think what the Yankees need to focus on is they need a closer. And uh, before we talk about Trevor Bauer or Marcus Stroman, I think we should try to sign Josh Hader. Uh, the Yankees' bullpen right now is what I call they have, like, value arms. Tommy Canely, yep. Yep. Uh, Clay right. Holmes. You know, I, I wouldn't really call them closes. You got Garrett Cole, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. You sign Josh Hader, he may have a 20-game win. Tommy, season. Tommy you are 1,000% right. I completely agree with you, and I've made this I made this point about a week ago to you that they need to add a starting pitcher, mm-hmm. which is what we're discussing right now, no doubt. Stroman, Bauer, maybe Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was Stop. a joke. Stop. To me, the game-changing move for the New York Yankees is Josh Hader. Because when you look at this bullpen, and I thought our last caller described it very well, look who's in that bullpen. Who do you trust? You trust Clay Holmes? By the way, Wandy Peralta is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Mets may pursue him. In fact, they are. The Yankees. Of course, don't... they are. It's a former Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up, man. Yeah, the Yankees. That was an easy one. The Yankees don't have that lockdown bullpen arm. And here's what's funny about the Yankee success over the last seven years: they always do. Whether it's a Roldis Chapman, whether it was Andrew Miller years before that, whether it was Mariano Rivera, whether it was Rafael Soriano for a year. And, yeah, briefly, Clay Holmes became that guy. Right now, other than assuming Clay Holmes is just that guy from now on, which I'm not sure he is, I think Josh Hader would make the biggest impact. But that doesn't mean you can't also add a starter because they need both. Like, if I'm being honest about what takes the Yankees from where they are now, which is good. I mean, they added Juan Soto. It's a big move. They're better today than they were before they added Yes. Juan Soto, the two things they need, in my humble opinion, is a reliable starting pitcher, Marcus Stroman, <laughs> and a dominant closer, Josh Hader. That will cost you a lot of money, but I'll tell you right now, Tiki, no hate, no troll. No. I mean, You look, add those two guys, you're one of the favorites in the American you're, League. You're already spending a lot of money this year, and you're going to end up spending 28, 29 on Soto in arbitration, right? We don't even know the number yet. but About it's gonna, 33, yeah. It's going to be a lot of money. Yep. You might as well add Stroman and and, and Hater, because both those guys are going to be 17 to $20 million a year each. I so, agree. 
I think in bullpens, you need that. But they're shorter deals, and I think yeah. that makes it swallowable. Well, the problem with what did you say? Swallowable. Gotcha. Hard um, to say, actually. Say yeah. it. Swallowable. I'm not getting clipped. <laughs> Stick it down your throat. <laughs> oh, my God. The problem with Hater is he's asking for the biggest contract in the right, history of right. His contract is very spittable. He's. <laughs> <laughs> 